Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products, working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Become the engineer of your own life. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is And Hype. Transform product ideas into business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. All right, I wanted to talk about something appropriate here for the new year. No, we're not going to go over goals. I think most of that mindset stuff is kind of cringe, and I'm not really that kind of guru. I'm your product guy. I'm your manufacturing guy. I want to teach you. I want to show you how I've done it, how my clients have done it, how you can do it when it comes to growing a physical product business. I don't really want to talk about goals. I open up and discuss my perspective on that. I think uh, episode 49, I have why I think smart goals are dumb. And I don't want to waste a bunch of time with that when you probably already listen to plenty of podcasts that are talking about how to set and achieve and obtain goals and do all those wonderful things. I also don't want to waste a bunch of time talking about trends. I know that's the clickbait that gets everybody ooh, excited. Ooh, what's the trend? What's the hack for this year? But you listen to the show, you watch my live streams, you really engage any of my content, you know that I don't think that trends are fantastic. I don't think that it's great to run a business on trends, on a spike of traffic. And that does lead into what I want to talk about today. Almost every episode of this show and consistently online, I ask people, hey, what's your biggest obstacle? Hey, if you have a question that if answered would take your business to the next level, DM me, message me. I'll build some content about it. I'll bring on an expert and we'll talk about it. I'll build something, either a free piece of content, a little program, a little seminar, something to help answer that question. Because if you have that question, everyone else has that question too, or at least a lot of people do. But the most common questions that I get, they always are they're always the same. This is what's funny about trending problems. You'd think that something to do with our health or us being stuck at home or logistics would overshadow what we normally talk about. But year after year after year, and this year is no different, people have the same kind of questions. How do I get attention? How do I get funding? And how do I make sales? There's some small percentage, some trail percentage of people that ask questions about teams or resources or manufacturing, things like that. But over and over, people are really just interested in fame, funding, and sales. And I, I get it. If people don't know who you are, how are they going to engage in your brand? If you don't have the money to take advantage of opportunities that are in front of you, you don't really have a business. And if you don't have the attention and the funding and then the ability to convert that into sales, we don't really have a business either. So I understand why these are the top questions or the top categories that I hear over and over and over again. But here's the poison. Here's what kills and corrupts people. And I don't want to spend too much time in the negative. What I want to do is I want to walk through how we can address these three top categories, these critical things, the things on everybody's mind. And I want to convince you that if you were able to instantaneously solve that problem, it would not help you. That solution would crush your business like a bug. It would set your life on fire. Certainly the wrong kind of attention can be incredibly negative, but that rare instance aside, entrepreneurs are obsessed with audience, with fame, 
the idea of viral content. They want to see somebody in a TikTok with their product getting millions of views. They want to see a runaway Instagram reel. They want to see that famous person holding it up and saying, yeah, that thing's that's pretty good. The problem with focusing on fame instead of the result that you're after is that generally that type of viral content, it doesn't really translate into sales and into success. And even if it were, and I talked about this while discussing the collaborative growth blueprint, if we don't do things in the right order, success can actually just snuff your business out right away. Imagine getting millions of dollars worth of sales in a week when you have the infrastructure of a five or growing six-figure business. You can't support that success. You can't get enough product into people's hands. You can't manage the customer service problems that that would bring. So people are chasing fame, hoping for this lottery ticket that they're going to win. They're going to be the Powerball winner. They're going to go from nobody to somebody overnight. But that's dangerous thinking. Not only is it not probable, but if it were to happen, at least if it were to happen the way that you're thinking of it, or they're thinking of it, I'll give you, I'll give you a little credit here. If it were to happen the way that they're thinking about it, they would just go out of business. And fame is fleeting. Just like I was saying, I don't want to waste time talking about trending products. It's here and gone. People are obsessed with it now, and then it's over. It's the same issue that people who ping me about, oh, what's the, what's the market niche? What's the hot customer niche? The best thing that you can do is build a business that you'll want to work on for 10 years, that you'll want to work on and create into something iconic and powerful and a vehicle for your own fulfillment, your personal success. It'll put money in your pocket. It'll put food on your table. It'll help your community. It will help you achieve something. That's not a trend that's about to pop off. That's the thing that you're going to pour into. So instead of fame, you think of that content that you're producing, stuff like this podcast, what I put out on LinkedIn or Facebook, or we talk about on the live streams, or or me just getting on Zooms and talking to people one-on-one, breaking their business down during a discovery call. It's not about getting famous. It's about credibility. It's about becoming credible and maintaining credibility. It's about becoming what you should become, acting like a successful business. If you're making those business connections, if you're reaching out to customers, if you're creating content that impacts or adds value to your product, the point should be to flesh out your brand and your identity and to become more and more credible. Building a brand takes time. Destroying a brand (laughs) It could just take a little bit. It could take a couple hours, right? So quit chasing fame and start chasing a new identity, an identity of credibility. Here's the simple gut check for me. If I want to work on seven-figure, eight-figure projects, really big, amazing things, if I want to build my company into a nine-figure brand, not saying like, hey, that's my aspirational goal, but like, if I want to do that, well, I have to become a certain type of person. I have to build my brand into a certain type of brand. I have to become something that I'm not right now. I have to evolve. Now, we're not jumping into a goals conversation, but good goals, they should evolve you. But thinking about it like that, instead of thinking about becoming famous, I think of it as becoming that organization, the thing that's worthy of, the thing that attracts and can actually execute on what I want. This is especially important for me and for you as you listen to the podcast because you know that I highly value collaboration. 
the vast majority of the sales, the growth, the opportunities that I get are because of partnerships. It's because of people that I know. And I've gotten to know them through creating content, through helping them, connecting people, teaching by becoming a thought leader or just simply becoming more and more credible with experience, with knowledge, with a bigger network. So as much as I'd like all of my reels to pop off and to get that sweet, sweet internet fame, I want you to change what you're thinking of. And instead of fame, think of it as growing credibility. And that is a perfect segue into funding. Funding is easily the most common thing people ask me about. How do I get funding? How do I find an investor? How do I pitch investors? How do I get seed funding? How do I structure Series A? How do I break out equity for XYZ? I get a lot of questions around funding. Sometimes, very rarely though, these are very important questions. When you need to take advantage of an opportunity for growth very quickly, funding makes sense. Investment makes sense. In general, I get this question from a lot of idea people. They don't really have a business. They haven't built a team. They just feel like if they had a bunch of money, then they would be successful. And again, this goes back to the lottery ticket thing. You know, most people, you hear it all the time. People that come into money, they lose it. That's why a lot of people inherit money and they lose it. You don't know what to do with it. You wouldn't have the infrastructure. You wouldn't have the mental faculties. You wouldn't know what to do with the money. If you don't agree, here's a fun activity for you. Go to Kickstarter. And you know, I love Kickstarter. We've done Kickstarters. Lots of clients have done Kickstarters. Usually I pick up after people have launched and they've done that first round of sales and I'm getting to why. But if you sort by the most popular Kickstarters, the most funded, the people that just crushed it, they did a million, two million, three million, look at them and then look at percentage wise, how many of those people were able to turn that project right? It was a project to create a product. How many of them were able to turn that into a repeat product, something that they could sell over and over again? And then how many of those were able to turn that into a business? The numbers are shocking. It's very low. It's even lower than me as this cynic. I would think that it was like, I, I'll tell you is that I was searching Kickstarter because I want to interview more founders for the show. And I thought, hey, lots of people want funding. So instead of just getting startups on here, just getting big businesses, successful businesses, with very complex structures for how they were able to attain the funding. Let's just get some Kickstarter people on here. And I'd love to have more on. But I went in and I said, OK, let's let's find some people that have launched on Kickstarter and were able to turn that into a successful long term business. The pickings were pretty slim. I'll tell you that. What's funny is through the communities that I belong to, I actually know a lot of the people that have launched some of the big Kickstarters and have sustained those businesses for two years, three years, five years. And we're going to have them on the show. I think that's very interesting. But funding enables a lot of people to just fail at an artificial level. They fail at a level that they wouldn't be able to achieve otherwise. So instead of just blowing their savings, they blow a lot of people's money. It might even embolden them to take out loans against their house or blow their kid's college fund or do something or just do something drastic to go all in on this massive opportunity that they have. But without knowing how to spend the money, without knowing how to allocate it, knowing how to budget it, without having a great team in place and having the right resources in place, that money just burns up. Look at those same Kickstarters. Go to the comments section. 
Some of them are two, three, four years late at delivering, or they've never delivered at all. And they had all the money in the world. I look at some of these projects and I think this would be very straightforward to do, especially it would be very straightforward if I had a million or $2 million. But you see those teams, they struggle. They struggle to bring on the right people, partner with the right organizations, get the thing actually made, get it shipped out the door without a ton of quality problems and delays. I know Kickstarter is famous for this, but it's mostly because people don't put the right circle around them. They want to start a product business, but they don't have friends and colleagues and peers that also have product businesses. They don't belong to different communities where they can ask questions and they can get advice or mentorship. They're not really in that slipstream of businesses. They're kind of out on their own. They're just cowboying the whole business. And that to, to me, that's super scary. It's one of the reasons why I created Red Blue Collective. I hate to see people waste a bunch of money, waste massive opportunities that they have, but it is what it is. It happens all the time. But what people commonly think is if I had the funding, I would be successful. If I had money, I could make money. Got to have money to make money. Got to spend money to make money. You get the money and you make nothing. So the flip side of this, I am a huge proponent for customer funded businesses. Really simple. I look at a spectrum of opportunities, what kind of products that you can actually afford to make, that you can execute on a world-class level, where you are with your team, where you are with your resources and your network. What can you execute that somebody's really going to love, that you can really build a brand on, that you can actually do? And if you do that and you make revenue, you actually make money, you're building a customer list, you're building a customer audience, you're building a name for yourself, and you can just do another product. You can do a better product. You can do an adjacent product. There's lots of ways that you can go when you're successful. You can go from success to success. It's very difficult to go from failure to failure. Usually you only get a couple of failures in a row before really kind of cut off or at least seriously slowed down. So instead of focusing on how I can get funding, because it's not free money, it's debt. Instead of fantasizing about getting debt, why don't you focus on a revenue plan? If little kids can sell lemonade and make enough money to buy a pair of sunglasses or whatever kid thing that they want, you as a skilled adult, you should be able to cobble together the team, analyze the market, pick a customer niche you really want to serve and start pumping out amazing products. It's what we talk about in my group coaching program. It's what we talk about on this podcast over and over again. It's very important. Focus on actually making money with your business, not just pretending like you're successful with a bunch of funding. I think that's fair. The third wish that I hear over and over again is that sales will just solve themselves. The sales will come rolling in that you won't have to sell. Now, I spent a lot of time in 2021 learning about sales, speaking about sales. We actually formed a little community and a Facebook group, and I've been doing a lot of content with my friend Corey about sales because I wanted to deep dive into this process, what people felt about it, what people did about it. And of course, I wanted to build up my skills in sales, in making those deals that could change my business and change my life. But for the most part, people are afraid of sales. They're afraid of talking to people. They hope that it'll just happen or that they'll be able to hire some stellar sales superstar wonderkin that will come in and just blast money into their pockets. 
they mask the fear with logic and say, you know, I don't like being sold to. I think salespeople are pushy. I don't want to have to do X, Y, Z. I'm not an extrovert. I'm not a this. I can't do that. But in reality, all those excuses are just things that mask fear. The fear of failure, the fear of rejection, some discomfort that we all have to get over as entrepreneurs. So wishing that sales will just solve themselves, it's almost like guaranteeing that it won't. I don't care if you're the CFO. I don't care if you're the top engineer. You're the inventor. You're the tech guy. Everyone, everyone in the management of a business, especially a startup or a small business or a small team needs to understand sales. Everyone is involved in sales. Everything in your life is sales. Wishing this problem will just go away is definitely naive. What I want you to wish for and work towards is I want you to work towards skills. If you understand something, it takes a lot of the mystique away from it. If you understand something, it takes a lot of the fear away from it. And once you actually execute on that understanding, you get experience doing that thing. When it becomes boring, it's not that scary anymore. And sales can be boring. Just like any other facet of success, when you do it day in and day out, success gets boring. Sales gets boring. Putting people's names into your CRM, following up with emails, making calls, talking to distributors, talking to potential partners, talking to just everyday run-of-the-mill, buying things, loving it, customers, just regular customers. All aspects of this is to understand what works for your product and your brand so you can double down, triple down, so you can grow. Don't be afraid of sales. There's no magic easy button. There's no sniper quick kill. It's just work. And as an additional component to this, if we just focus on sales or revenue and just that big number, and I know I've talked about this in a past podcast episode, revenue is hype. And a lot of these startups that you hear about, Netflix is a great example of this. Netflix loses millions of dollars. There's plenty of people in this. They're on their series C, D, F, or whatever. A lot of the brands that you think are so cool, they don't actually make money. They're deeply in debt. A lot of the people that you think are really cool, they don't have any money in the bank. They're so over leveraged that it's wild. A lot of those e-commerce brands that you think are just killing it, they're spending a fortune acquiring customers. They're not actually making any profit. Their sales are hype. If you follow the processes we went over in the collaborative growth blueprint in those past episodes, you're going to know a strategy that allows you to have more reach or fame if you want. It's going to put you in place to not have to worry about funding as much because you maybe you can do pre-sales. You can sell what you already have. You could even sell somebody else's product. We can get into that, but you shouldn't have to break the bank to try to just make your bank account positive. And then, and then that strategy uses people as the channel to make those sales. And by seeing how someone who's already a thought leader in your space communicates how they operate, you're going to grow. You're going to build those skills much faster. You're going to build your reach faster. You're going to build your money faster. But what I want you to walk away with from this episode is people tend to make these giant goals or wishes or thoughts. They turn these big things into obstacles in their mind. If only I could do this. If only this were to happen. Oh, if I could travel back in time and invest in Bitcoin, then I'd be successful. Let me waste 
a bunch of my brain cycles thinking about this. Oh, if I had just done this versus done that. Oh, if this were to happen to me, if I were to win the lottery, if this and this and this and this, endless and endless. And then year after year goes by, they haven't launched their product or they haven't grown their business. Nothing has happened, but in their mind, they're still waiting for that one-shot kill. They're waiting for that big thing to happen, that lottery ticket to get cashed in and everything to change. When in reality, like I was saying, success is kind of boring. If you're just starting out and you don't know how to launch, go and build some skills. No matter what you do, that business is going to need marketing skills. It's going to need organizational skills. It's going to need sales skills. It's going to need the basic components of a business. So if you don't know where to start, at least start making yourself skillful so you can join a team. You can build a team and say, hey, well, I do know quite a bit about sales because I worked at this place. I sold this other person's product. I sold this other person's course. Oh, I built traffic using this methodology. Start building some skills so you can have a meaningful, realistic skill set that you can bring to a business, not just some arbitrary idea. You hear over and over again that ideas are worthless, but literally here's a challenge for you. If you just look up, hey, here's what is a winning product on Amazon right now, you look it up on Instagram Reels or TikTok, you'll find a bunch of quirky little products that would cost very little to customize, to improve, and to launch a Kickstarter. You want to microwave a business? There's lots of easy ways to do it. Just look at what people buy, improve it to make it into what they really want, pop it on one of these platforms. Lots of ways to go about it. If you need a lot of help and support, there's communities out there, there's programs out there that help people navigate through all the decisions that they need. What I'm saying is that's not the hangup. The hangup is, well, how do I get attention for that campaign? How do I actually work with a supplier? How do I actually write something on this page that people are going to want to read. These are core skills that if you were to just focus on that, if you're stuck at launching or you're you're stuck and you can't grow your business, if you just look at those fundamental skills and say, hey, I don't know how to write compelling copy. Let me just dedicate some time in 2022, 2023, 2024 into getting better at that core fundamental skill. You will grow the rest of your business. If you invest in personal development, get your head straight. Hell, if you invest in your physical fitness, you'll help get your head straight and you can grow your business. There's lots of pieces of it, but if you stay fixated on viral, uncontrolled growth, things that are outside of your control, it is very unlikely that you'll be able to deliberately and consistently grow and scale your business. Thank you for the time. I appreciate you. Do me a favor, share this podcast. In 2021, we grew this podcast to be one of the top business podcasts in the world. And I really appreciate everyone that listens, but let's bring this to another level. If you got a piece out of this, and I know that you did, that's going to help get your brain straight, get your strategy straight, get your business going, not just this year, but continually doing something to help you achieve whatever your goals are. If this podcast is helping you, Share it out. Tell a friend. My name is Callie Keen, and this has been End Hype.